Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Knit Chat. This is the second episode. I'm Claudia. I'm from Montreal, Quebec. So if my English accent seems to you to be a little bit funky, it's because it is. <laughs> I'm French-Canadian, and I live with an American husband. People always ask me, where is your accent from? And I, from, and I have to say kind of a mix of a bunch of things. So today I'm not alone here and I'm super excited to welcome Aimé from La Bien-Aimée and Sasha from from Sasha being her herself amazing designer in Montreal and Aimé is a yarn dyer obviously from La Bien-Aimée in France and um, the reason we're all together here is because we kind of became this impromptu trio last year at Knit City Montreal. We ended up uh, hosting the Knit Night there and we had such a blast. It was so much fun and uh, they decided to uh, re-invite us this year. So in two weeks Weeks. Uh, knit City Montreal is happening for the second time and we have a Friday night knit night we're hosting and we are super excited about it. So I thought it'd be fine to have just a little discussion today before the event to just get to know Amy and Sasha and me too a little bit I guess because some of you are new on my channel. So here we go. How are you girls? Good. How are you? So um, nice um, to see and hear you all. Yeah, it's been, a while. <laughs> it's been a while. And right now we're also streaming from different parts of the world. So where are you, Amy? I am in my home. I live in Ivry-sur-Seine, which is just right on the border of Paris. Literally 50 meters down the end of my street is the limit of Paris. So oh. it's very close to my studio. Um, it's where uh, we moved uh, last fall and we're really happy here. That's great. And you, Sasha? I am in Pierrefonds, Montreal, good old Quebec. Yeah, so, not very far from me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. So yeah, I wanted to invite you over to have a little chat. And I have a few questions that I kind of put together thinking that um, people that are listening to this podcast would podcast would like to know a little bit more about you. So first thing that I like to ask every knitter is, you know, how did you start knitting? What was your motivation for starting? And when was that? So maybe uh, let's start with Amy. I learned to knit from my mom. Um, it wasn't the first thing that I learned to do from my mom. I remember being very young and I learned to cross stitch. It was either my grandmother or my mother who taught me. And then my mother was knitting all the time. And she, I, I asked her, I kept asking her, I think I was probably six or seven, saying, mom, teach me to knit. And she was like, yeah, I'll teach you. But she was busy knitting for five kids, you know, and she didn't want to stop knitting to teach me to knit. Um, so then she saw that I could do cross stitch really well as a young child. And so she taught me how to seam her knitting. So mm -hmm. she would knit the sweater parts and then show me how to do mattress stitch. She always made us sweaters in a kind of a DK worsted weight. Think of like Cascade 220, that kind of yarn. And it was really easy for me because I understood exactly how to use the needle and the yarn. And I was doing mattress stitch. And after she esteemed that I was doing a good job, then she taught me to knit. You were worthy. <laughs> she always reminded me too when I was knitting that finishing was just as important as knitting which is very true because you could knit something and then if you don't finish it properly wah, wah, it doesn't look so good so that's when I learned to knit was about maybe seven or eight years old and then I didn't pick up my knitting again until I was later in my 20s you know I was a teenager I grew up and I was just doing sports and other things so I want to say that I've officially was back to being a knitter again in my 20s. 
was there something that motivated you to pick up the needles again? Um, well, yes, actually, I had just moved to France after marrying my husband. And I remember calling my mom one day. Um, this was back before we had like FaceTime and Skype didn't even exist. We're so old, but- right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I would call, I called her from a payphone, and I remember talking to her and I told her, I was like, mom, I'm really lonely. It's like really hard to meet people here in Paris. And my mom says, go to the yarn shop. She's like, why don't you find a yarn shop? You know how to knit, go to the yarn shop, buy some yarn and meet somebody. And I did that day. I went to the Bon Marché and I met this woman who worked there. She set me up with yarn for a project. And from then on, she became my friend and I met all these other knitters and that's how I restarted my knitting adventure. I love it. It's such a beautiful like community story because like I think that a lot of newer knitters started knitting in the need to connect with other people during pandemic time and like there's there was a lot of the knitting in the house by yourself alone happening but now we're like all kind of wanting to get back to this community feeling and Knit City is like coming up and those events are are bringing us back together that's super cool thank you amy for sharing that and for you sasha so for me my love of knitting started a lot later in life um actually my love for crochet started before my love for knitting so my grandmother taught me how to crochet she'd made me this stunning afghan blanket when i was like in my early mid-teens and i'm like oh this is so cool how did you do it and that's when she just sat me down she gave me a hook she's like here's a hook here's a yarn and you do it like this (laughs) so i'm like okay and then i started to do what i thought was what she was doing and then she looked at me she's like why are you holding it like you have two left hands i'm like but that's just the way i know how to do it you know and i'm like my stitch came out the exact same way that her stitches came out and uh it was just so funny she's like you're not doing it. You're not holding your hook properly. You're not holding the yarn properly. Like, how are you getting this result? I'm like, that's just the way it is. And like, ever since, you know, that stuck with me, when I teach other knitters, I'm like, listen, you don't have to do it the way that I do it. You have to find the way that's comfortable for you. As long as you get the end result, that's what's important. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I started crocheting, I want to say around 15, 16 years old. And I did that for years in secret because I never knew anybody else who did it. You know, it was not a very popular thing back in the day. Um, And then I taught myself how to knit afterwards because I realized there were so many more interesting patterns and techniques out there with knitting than just with the crochet. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's my story. And I've been knitting and crocheting ever since I knit more now than I crochet, but I still love a good crochet hook, just like you Amy, for like finishings and here and there, like, yeah, it's just I love I've it. been I've been on a crochet kick kind of lately. Yeah. Like I've been seeing things that I'm like, ooh, this is interesting. Like I remember, yeah. like you, Sasha, when I started knitting, I I don't know, I would look at the like I knew how to do basic crochet stitches because my roommate mm-hmm. showed me when I was in Cégep. And and for people that are not from Quebec, Cégep is between like high school and university here mm-hmm. in Quebec. So um, I had this roommate who crocheted. So she just showed me basic stitches and I just yeah. did scarves. But then when I was looking at, you know, items, all the items that caught my eyes were knitted. 
see like the texture of knitting was more appealing to me but then now right now I'm having such a crochet moment I'm like I want to crochet the things I'm like I'm seeing I'm (laughs) I'm knitting a little I'm crocheting a little like summer dress right now and I'm like it's just so pretty but maybe it's maybe people changed um the yarn with which they're crocheting now like I feel like I see a lot more crochet items that are not made with uh the acrylic or the cotton only I'm seeing like wool being crocheted and maybe hand more yarn. huh yes hand dyed like yarn. yarns yeah exactly and it yeah. makes it as interesting as yeah. what caught my eyes for knitting I guess yeah. maybe absolutely very cool well speaking of designs um Sasha would you like to tell us like what made you dive into design because you have those amazing designs now uh oh popping out and um so what made, <laughs> yeah what, what made you kind of want to design your own stuff well I've kind of basically always been designing since the get-go right since I first started to learn how to knit because when my grandmother taught me she never read patterns she never showed me a pattern to be like this is these are the instructions. This is what you need to do from step A to Z. She's just like, no, she would just sit there and I would watch her and just pick it up. Mm-hmm. And as a self-taught knitter, similarly, same thing. I just looked at a pattern. I looked at a stitch and I'm like, okay, let's figure this out. Eventually I taught myself how to read patterns, obviously. But um, so I just, I started designing from the very, very, very beginning. And, and uh, which which design did you think, OK, this 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 is worth kind of sharing with the world, because you still even if you're designing yeah. for yourself, you have to write it down. And that's the, that, that's the tricky part, part, right? The first pattern that I ever hit publish on was a sweater that I designed for my daughter. And it's called the Avery, which is in Tarja, knit in the round, bottom up. <laughs> so one way to go to start for your first design love it <laughs> and I did that and I hit publish because when I was knitting stuff for my daughter I had my I have two kids I have my daughter who's six and my son who's four um I was looking for patterns to make for for my kids and there's so many girly girly patterns with the lace mm-hmm. and the frills and the this and the that and because I had a son and because knitting it's so timeless, right? It's what it, when you make a piece, a garment, you want to hold on to it for a little while. And yeah, kids, they grow out of their clothes so fast. But I wanted my garments that I made for my daughter to be useful for my son. And that's what brought on gender neutral designing. And that's nice. why I hit publish for the first time. That's great. Speaking of uh, designing, Amy, I think you also were talking about a brand new design that you made. We can't show it to everybody that's listening, but maybe you can tell us what the techniques and, or what it what it is in general. And well, let me just preface: I've never put out a design. There is one design on Ravelry that I did when I had my cafe, and it was just a, a single color brioche cowl, and it's free on Ravelry. And I have always been interested in designing, but I just have been busy kind of doing other things. No. And I finally <laughs> <laughs> building an empire maybe I've had some time this year to kind of put some ideas down on the knitted canvas, I guess. And um I love wearing bandanas. I don't know if you see me whenever I'm traveling or I'm coming in from outside. I always have like a bandana around my neck. It's just like my little thing here in France. Everybody wears scarves. There's always like a little scarf around the neck. And so I designed this knitted bandana. So it's just a, it's just a knitted triangle. Um, And I, while I was working out on the shape and the depth, I just did some impromptu intarja. So this is all just really 
kind of going along the way, adding some entourage, just playing with color and shapes, because I knew that if I was just going to knit this straight gray, I would have gotten really bored with it. And so this is my version one. And then version two is just, it's still wet. I just pulled it off the blocking mat right here. <laughs> so this one was really fun too. I was just playing with colors and this is all intarsia all over. Just So for the people that are listening right now, um, there's uh, obviously some neutral color background with pops of color, amazing color in intarsia in that scarf. If you want to see it with your own eyes, you can uh, go to my YouTube channel, which is Clone Knits. And then you'll be able to see uh, on video what Amy just designed. But do you plan on releasing it soon? Yes, I'm working on it. It's being test knit right now. The Just the standard stock in it triangle bandana will be released. And then I will start charting some of this intarsia. But some of the stuff that I did was really just impromptu, very organic. And so mm -hmm. I'm kind of thinking about a way to write a pattern so that people can just practice organic intarsia as they feel yeah so it, it'll be like a guideline not necessarily a pattern where there's like exact charting but maybe just like kind of walking you through basic intarsia shapes well so it's, a, it's a way for us to kind of become our own designer be like be a, be your own create your own journey but intarsia has this fun ability to just you know add in a color whenever and that's why i think uh people being scared of knitting things in pieces, knitting things flat or whatever, it's its too bad because that allows you to be able to add in a color because intarsia is doable, obviously, in the round, but it's much more, you know, It's a little intricate. bit of a different technique. Yeah. Um, historically, yeah. intarsia has been knit, done knit flat. And also, exactly. like, as a knitter for as, um, myself, I, my first sweaters were all knit flat and seamed. Like I told you, I learned how to seam. Mm -hmm. And so me as a designer, I'm always thinking about in that kind of construction format in pieces. And I really enjoy the finishing process. So I'm trying to hope to get people to get on that little bandwagon with me. I, I am there 100% with you. <laughs> and I'm really hoping that other people come on our bandwagon too, because well, I, I think it's so fun. I think it's it's kind of a it, it's not even people themselves that are scared of the finishing. It's because when you start knitting nowadays, you are put into the in the round in one piece, top down sweater thing, right? It's it's yeah. what people kind of put out there the most, and so all of a sudden people are scared of the technique they've never done just because they've never done it, and not because they think they're going to be necessarily bad at it. It's, uh, it's other people telling them it's difficult or it's not fun or it's, you know, so if, if we put a little bit of positivity out there and tell people it's okay, you can try it and you'll be fine. It's might even, you might even enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe definitely. Because it's so much fun. Like, like you're saying, when you do it so organically, right, you just, you play with like, your little scraps here and there, a little leftover, a little splash of color on the canvas. That's the way I look at it as in, in Tarja. You have your blank canvas and you want to put a little color here, a little color there, a little design here, a little design there. That's how I look at Intarja as yeah. that yes. type of kind of color work, playing with a blank canvas. Yeah, it's like painting a lot more exactly. than other techniques. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of techniques, I had this question for you. Is there one technique in particular that when you see, let's say you're browsing through patterns or things that you would like to knit, and then you see that this piece uh, uses this technique, is there one that you're like, no, this one I'm not down for, I'm not going to do it again, been there, done that, hated it. Is there something? 
No, I, 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 if I see something, I see it, I like it, I want it, I make it. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is great me because I'm like, you have to try it, you know, and when it comes to intarsion knitting, modular knitting, like a lot of people are so like, oh my God, turning my work. How does that work? Like <laughs> right now I'm designing um, a t-shirt and it's knit in the vertical. Like I'm going to have a lot of vertical stripes all the way throughout. Ooh. So it's really, really cool. It's going to have like four color changes and I'm doing a lateral braid in the mix. You know, that's a new technique. I'm sure a lot of people are not familiar with the lateral braid with a basic stockinette. So it's going to be really cool. You can see like the little, I know you can't see for everybody. Some listening, people but... can. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love it because I'm, I'm like you, Sasha, when I see a, a different technique or something kind of intriguing, I'm all for trying it. Like I, I'll go yeah. for it. And yeah, maybe sometimes I end up with something that I'm like, I did it. Maybe I, it's not my favorite way of doing something and maybe I won't do it again, but it's rarely because I hated it or like it was really difficult to do or something like that. What about you? you know what's so funny? I, huh? In a way I kind of target those patterns that are yeah. a little bit more challenging because I want to learn a new technique. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to get as much knowledge under my belt as possible. Mm -hmm. so. I love challenging patterns. Um, if I have to say that there's patterns that I will, avoid right now is probably lace on both sides so if there's lace pattern on the wrong side I will probably say like okay I'm gonna pass on that right now um I am a knitter who's very adventurous my second project was a sock <laughs> so like it was the tightest knit sock I mean I only did one because you couldn't even get it over my I couldn't get it over my foot but you know what I wanted to go through the whole process of knitting a sock turning the heel you know making the gusset turning the heel reducing just doing the process and something that I really love right now with social medias is the reels where people are showing their process you know not everyone casts on the same way not everyone knits the same way and sometimes I see a new way of like I don't know weaving in the ends or I saw somebody swatching in the round the other day and they they were using a technique of a pulling the yarn across the length of the knitting and I was like what I never thought to do that mm -hmm. and it's so great because you just can learn so much yeah media now yeah with like with sharing knowledge from our grandparents like we come from the generation where it came from our grandparents and and so we only knew what they knew which was not much and I've it was way enough for them for what they needed to do and you can always get across like you don't need 15 million ways to cast on in order to knit but sometimes it's fun to change it up and and yeah. like you say you you with social media you see those things and you're very surprised um my French channel has, you know, a lot of tutorials on it. And every day I get emails and comments from women that say, Claudia, I'm, I'm 80. I learned how to knit when I was a child. And you're teaching me so many things that I didn't even know existed because I've always just done it the way I knew how to do it. And I would, and some people are also saying, you know, I never thought I could knit in the round or I never thought I could you know knit in this way because I've never learned it but now at at this old age I can still like go on YouTube and find tutorials for new things it's it's so rewarding because yeah. you know we're sharing our knowledge and that's a lot of fun so let's do let's do just quick rapid fire questions for you okay I, I wanted to have a little fun and maybe you'll tell me uh there, there's no way I can decide but you know we'll see so first uh first question um toe up or cuff down toe up cuff down 
Oh yeah. Okay. I'm a, I'm a cuff down. I'll do the toe up, but I prefer the cuff down. Mm. Um, two sweater or cardigan. <laughs> I want to say up until this year, it's always been sweaters, but I just find myself hot all the time with my sweaters. Now I'm like looking at cardigans and kind of oversized. If I'm going to do a sweater now, now it's going to be kind of oversized sweater. Yeah. So just want to say I'm going to be wearing my new design by Sasha at Knit City Montreal. Ooh, <laughs> and it's uh, oversized and perfect. And I love oh, it. love it. Love it. Are you doing a crop version too? We did the crop version. It's done. So oh, yeah, awesome. you guys, if you see me at Knit City, come by and say hi and I'll show you my new sweater. So. Yay. Uh, for me, it's 50-50. I can't pick. Like right now, I'm wearing a super oversized like beach pullover yeah and I loved it so much I had to make a cardigan too there you go <laughs> like, I love I it. which one it's really 50 50 I don't I, don't, I can't choose I'm I'm a sweater person I I yeah. I want to knit cardigans and I look at my wardrobe and I sometimes I want to pull out a cardigan and I have none and I'm like but every time I put a new pattern in my queue for knitting it's a sweater it's a pullover mm. and I'm like Chloe just go find the cardigans there's so many pretty ones but i don't know why i just go straight to the to the pullover all the time i don't learn from my uh opening up my drawers and not finding cardigans okay so that one was um an amy prompt but you're, you're gonna hate me but i'm gonna say if you had to choose neon or neutrals oh man neon neon neutrals. We're colorful girls, huh? I'm also, I'm, I'm, well, neon? yeah, I would go neon probably. Sasha would go neutrals. A hundred percent neutral. A hundred percent. I just feel like I would get bored with, with the neutrals because I, I just wear but so much bright colors and here I am wearing a black sweater right now, but you know, neon, uh, neutrals go with everything. Like every time it just goes with every I know some neons do go with everything because neons can be considered neutrals as well yeah but I just think neutrals are just <laughs> okay <laughs> and then um if you could only choose one weight of yarn to knit with for the rest of your life yeah uh... <laughs> I know my answer I'll say it sport sport, sport? Yeah, I was gonna say fingering is too small, but I, I want something in between. But DK, I, I think I'd land on sport as well. It's interesting because when I started knitting, like I started knitting to 2009, sport weight wasn't kind of wasn't a thing. Like there was not much of it at all. And now all of a sudden, there's so many beautiful sport weight patterns and sport weight yarn as well. And I would I would have before said fingering because I like knitting with the small needles, a small, I don't know. I, there's something ergonomic about it that I love. My flow is really good with the fingering weight um, yarn, but you're right. That sport is kind of this perfect, just a bit bigger that will like get you through it a little bit faster. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. it. All right. And then uh, let's do one more. Um, what, how many, do you think how many projects do you have laying around on your needles right now? Oh. <laughs> okay, let's put it this way. I use my go-to needles are three and a halves and fours and 375. So three and a half. Sorry, I work in millimeters, everybody out there. Yeah. Yeah. 3.5 millimeters, 3.75 and four uh, millimeters. And I have about five sets of three and a halves. 
and they are all occupied as we speak. <laughs> I see. <laughs> okay. I see what you mean. <laughs> it may be you have a lot of projects flying around. No, I don't. I usually, if I have a project I cast on and try to finish, this is also something as a much more mature knitter now that now that I've been knitting for over 20 years, I'm like this. But in the beginning, when I started knitting, I would cast on every new thing that came out on Knitty, every new thing that came out on Ravelry, you know, but um, I have to say I'm like Sasha. I knit a lot with 3.5, 3.75 and 4 and... Yeah. I have like five or six sets of those full of swatches. So uh -huh. like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't have any projects going on, but usually like, like right now I'm knitting these bandanas. And so I'm just kind of finishing them. It takes me about two days. So wow. I, I just really enjoy just finishing it or I'm swatching. So that's either all I'm doing. Yeah. You know. Do you have uh, new things coming up for La bien well, we have a new colorway that we're going to debut at Knit City Montreal called Ooh. Alba. So it's a really beautiful kind of like, I don't it's kind of a complex color. It's hard to say, kind of a deep raspberry wine color with some speckles. And so You're it's a talking little, my language. Yes. And so you should come by and see that. That'll be available at the Knit City Montreal booth. Um, obviously I'm going back on book tour. So May 17th, I'm flying straight to Montreal and kicking off the second part of my tour for Neons and Neutrals. And I'll be bringing the trunk show and my book with me. That's awesome. I, those patterns are so inspiring. Like I keep on seeing them pop up everywhere and I'm like, and, and, and also, you know, you have an, a knack for having those books that gather so many beautiful things that I want to knit. Last year was uh, the worsted book that you brought with you at Knit City. And I remember trying on all the samples one after the other, like I, yeah. I couldn't choose which one I wanted to try on. They were all so beautiful. So congratulations for all those amazing things. And Sasha, what's coming up for you? Well, the reason why all my needles are occupied, it's because I've been working on a, a collaboration with Lina. I'm putting out a summer capsule collection early next year. Oh, that's Yay. awesome. Yes, it's exciting. exciting. Yeah. And so just, sweaters and and... A sweater, cardigan, uh, t-shirt, tank top, uh, skirts. Ooh. Oh, sorry, a skirt. Uh, <laughs> beautiful sarong and, and uh, a wrap. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. In total. And a bag. Great. A well, we'll be on Amazing. the lookout for that. Uh, yeah. Um well, I, I think that's the time we have today. So okay. it was, it seems yeah. really quick. And I think we'll have much more time to chat uh, during Knit City. So if you're coming to Montreal, uh, come and say hi. Obviously, if you're coming to the Knit Night, we'll be super happy to see you there. But there's also so many other things that are going to be happening during the weekend. I just saw that, Amy, you have this uh, talk about your book at Knit City, yeah. right? Yes, yes. We've just announced there's going to be a craft talk on Sunday. So if you want to come and join, we're going to talk a little bit about the process of making books and how I kind of arrived at this um, stage. And I'll give, be giving you a little studio tour. Of, That's very um, exciting. My dye studio here in Paris. Cool. Paris. Well, well, I... Oh, huh? sorry. You said Sunday at 10? Yeah, this Sunday. is on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Sunday morning. 
Perfect. Well, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I hope uh, the people that are listening uh, learned a little something about Amy, about Sasha, about me, and that you had a fun time, hopefully either knitting on something, drinking your tea, doing your chores, because I saw that some people said that they were happy to listen to some knitting talk while still being productive in the house which is something yeah. I forget to do because I knit all the time <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah thank you very much and we'll see you very soon um, to everybody everybody listening we'll uh, see you next week with another knit chat have a Thanks good for having us Claudia yes. yeah, no, you're very you. welcome <laughs> thank you goodbye happy knitting